I am Gian, the founding pastor of Victory Church. And from Odessa, today it is my privilege to be here with you sharing the message, A Vision from God. Sunday 3rd, April 2022, Worship Service 284 from Odessa, Texas. It is a privilege to be here with you. What if you go to our website, thechurch.us, and download for the bulletin? Download the bulletin. The other way to do it is if you are watching in the comfort of your home, just open your camera, point towards the QR code, and download the bulletin of this morning where you can make your notes. Thank you so much for your support. My beautiful church members, thank you so much. I appreciate so much your support. And uh, the great news that I received this week is some of our church members that were concerned about the health crisis are starting to come and they are here with us worshiping today and that makes the whole experience so much better. So very happy to be here with you, all church members. And uh, those that are watching online, thank you so much for your support. Thank you. Thank you, Sebastian, for your work with our IT broadcast. And thank you so much, Tracy. Also, thank you to all our team members working behind scenes. Thank you so much, friends. So, a vision from God is our topic of this morning. And, uh, well, today I want to share with you four aspects that I am going to discuss with you one at a time. And I use the crown as a symbol because it's a way to signify the kingship of our Lord Jesus and the uh, King of Kings, Lord of Lords, the King of the universe. The first aspect that I'm going to discuss with you is a ladder. <laughs> the second aspect is, is a sling. The third one is a meal. And some of you are saying, come on, Gian, you have to talk about food again? Yes, I will. <laughs> and the fourth aspect is victory. You will love it, my friend. So get ready. And let's start with the first one, okay? Let's read the scripture in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Dear Lord, thank you for this beautiful day. Thank you for the blessing that we have to be in your house or watching and enjoying in a cyber way with our friends. Bless the reading of your word in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. So we start by reading this latter story in Genesis 28, verses 1 through 4. Isaac said to Jacob, Go to the house of your mother's father and marry one of his descendants. I pray that the Lord will bless you and give you many children, that you will become a father of a great nation, that God will bless you and your children the same way he blessed Abraham. And I pray that you will own the land where you live. The reading continues. Jacob went to Aran. The sun had already set when he came to a good place to spend the night. He took a rock there and laid his head on it to sleep. Jacob had a dream. He dreamed there was a ladder that was on the ground and reached up to heaven. He saw the angels of God going up and down the ladder. <laughs> Continue the reading in verses 13 and 15. Jacob saw the Lord 
And the Lord said, I am the God of your ancestors, Abraham and Isaac. I will give you this land to you and to your children. You will have as many descendants. All the families on earth will be blessed because of you and your descendants. I am with you. I will protect you everywhere you go. I will bring you back to this land. I will not leave you until I have done what I have promised. Beautiful portion of the scripture. A beautiful passage that tells us that the promises of God are always going to be fulfilled. You know what is interesting to me about this vision from God given to Jacob? is in reference to his obedience to the voice of his father, Isaac. Every day, every single day in my life, I communicate with people. And I notice that there are ones that they are absolutely willing to be compliant, respectful, and obedient to their supervisors, to the law, traffic laws, financial laws, to the natural laws. People that are like that. And I have many friends that are like that. Majority of my friends are like that. I see the big difference in between what they experienced compared to what other people experience because they are not fulfilling those promises right. Obedience is such an important thing, my friend. If you are expecting that God will show you something about your future, a vision, something to accomplish, something to work, because you are in search for a vision, like many of us in some point in life. I went through that. Personally, I discovered the value of obedience. I discovered the value of being submitted to authority. And it was not an easy path. Especially, you know, when, when it's about your parents. There is always a generational change, a generational dispute, an argument, you know, parents and children in the next generation, in the next generation. But if you are searching for a vision from God for your future, consider this seriously, my friend. Submit yourself to authority. The authority of God in the Bible, the authority of your parents or grandparents, the authority of your supervisors, the authority of your leaders, whatever it is where you belong. Because, you know, sometimes you are part of a sport team. Sometimes you are part of a club. Sometimes you are part of a church. Sometimes you are part of an institution, a nonprofit. The leaders there, they are establishing what are the steps. And the Lord God is watching you. He watches you closely and sees if you are willing to obey what your authorities are telling you to do. Those are orders. You know that. What happened to Jacob? Jacob received a wonderful vision like nobody else received. Not before and not after. Because the vision that the good Lord has for you is unique. The plans that the Lord has for Jacob were unique. But the plans that the Lord has for you are unique. 
because you have your own set of skills, your own abilities. You were made by the Lord with a purpose. And that vision will come to you. But believe me what I am saying to you. Your ability to be submitted and obey authority, it has to do a lot with the willingness of the Lord to show you that vision. You know very well that the Lord doesn't like rebels. The first one was kicked out from heaven, Satan. And the second two were kicked out from the garden, Adam and Eve. Rebellion is anti-God. And the Lord doesn't have an issue with you having your own things and being yourself. The Lord doesn't want robots. I want you to understand that. He's not expecting you to have zero brain, no ideas, zero creativity. It's not that thing. But when He gives you orders, He means it. And there is nothing that upsets the Lord more than seeing people that they go against his word, against his commandments. There is no way that the blessings of God are going to come to somebody that is, <laughs> unfortunately, defiantly disobeying God's word. And they say, I know that, but I don't want to do it. Maybe they don't express it verbally, but in their mind, in their hearts, is what they are thinking. So, my question to you is, are you one of those? Are you the kind of person that although you are involved in the kingdom of God somehow, deep down in your heart you say, I'm independent. I'm not going to do what you guys say. I don't want to do this. I'm going to do whatever I want. Be careful. Be careful. That's a rebellion heart. I gave you two examples of how Satan and Adam and Eve were kicked out where they were, and it was not because of the Lord's fault at all. The blessings are there, the, the skills, the abilities are there, but with rebellion, there is no success. The vision from God to your life will come, first of all, when He sees you that you are compliant and obedient, you are able to be submitted to authority. Okay? Now, let me give you the second example. Let's read the scripture now in 1 Samuel 17, verses 17 through 18 forward. One day, Jesse said to his son David, Take this basket of cooked grain and these ten loaves of bread to your brothers in the camp. Also, take these ten pieces of cheese. For the officer who commands your brother's group of 1,000 soldiers, see how your brothers are doing. Early in the morning, David had another shepherd take care of the sheep while he took the food and left as Jesse told him to. David said to Goliath, to the people there where Goliath was defiantly Challenging the Israelites, David said to these people, Why does Goliath think he can speak against the army of the living God? After that, David went and fought against Goliath. Verse 40. 
David took his walking stick in his hand and he went to find five smooth stones from the stream. He put the five stones in his shepherd's back and held his sling in his hand. Then he went out to meet the Philistine. Verse 46, David said to Goliath, Today the Lord will let me defeat you. I'll, I will kill you. I will cut off your head and feed your body to the birds and wild animals. And he and we will do the same thing to all the other Philistines too. Then all the world will know there is a God in Israel. After David killed Goliath, verse 46 now, David took the Philistine's head to Jerusalem and he kept the Philistine's weapons at home. You know, the vision of God, the vision from God for you, I told you initially, it comes as a result of your obedience and you are compliant. You are able to be submitted to authority. You see this in David's case, right? But I want us to study a couple of things here because there are very interesting things to share, okay? So, in this story, the first thing that we find is that his father had the idea that needed to send David to the camp to, to check how things were going there in this battle against the Philistines. But uh, he did something interesting, you know. First of all, he sent food, you know, because he was thinking, everybody needs to eat, right? Okay. But then he sent particular food to the leader of his uh, sons, which, you know, reminds me of the story of the mama sending an apple to the son's teacher that is not treating him right. Have you heard that story? It's an interesting thing. The intelligence of somebody that's trying to make peace. You know, David sees that in thinking, you know, to the supervisor, to the chief. Why is that? So there is a secret being told without words here. Very important secret that you should apply when you try to gain people's heart. It's very interesting to see this. Giving, sharing, and especially when it's about people in authority, pleasing them, particularly for your own children. Isn't that clever? Then we see the obedience of David. He goes the very, in, the, in the very early morning, tells you about discipline, tells you about quickness to do what is being told. Not like many people that they don't want to get up early in the morning and they just waste and waste time, you know, hesitating and neglecting the actions of obedience, you know, which tells us, you know, how funny is the new generations, uh, how they respond so slowly to their parents today and some employees responding so slowly to their supervisors and the the voice that we hear, you know, coming from them is telling, I was going to. <laughs> no, that's not David's case. He got up early in the morning. Second important thing, he trained at that point the second shepherd. 
There was somebody else that took care of what David was doing. You know, David was the one taking care of all, all the flock. But he was smart. And I want us to go for a moment to that point of David's training because you know that when he was there by himself, he was fighting against animals. He was good with the sling. He trained and practiced. How many times he did that? We don't know. But we know this. In order to succeed in something, you have to practice and master that, right? Watch this. How this discipline is connected with receiving God's vision for your life. Now, let's keep going with what, happened, what else happened there with David. David also learned to play an instrument. David also learned to pray. To receive a vision from God, you need to be a worshiper. Somebody that adores God, but I don't sing well. I don't know even what to say. Well, just play the music, my friend. Play the songs. Sing along. Whistle. Hum the songs if you can't sing at all. Clap. Just follow the song. The important is to have a worshiper's heart. And that is what David did. All those things connected. He learned to be fearless. He learned to face animals that could kill him because he knew he needed to protect the flock. That was the source of income of his family, responsibility. Many things that I can tell you about David there. But the thing is, he trained this other person. What a great leader's skill, always training somebody. You see, the great leader even those that are potentially in training to become leaders, they know the importance of sharing what they know with others. They are not afraid of training somebody to take over their place where they are. It's just a matter of time, they think, I will be promoted by God. And that is what happened here. Now, when he came to the camp, there were many things that happened to the point where he obeyed. The vision from God for David was that David will actually kill the giant to be noticed by the king in order to be called to be close to the king, in order to eventually go through so much that eventually took him to the throne. The vision from God for your life also goes that way. He will take you through a journey that to you is like a puzzle. To you doesn't make any sense. You, you go from one place to the other, from one place to the other, from one position to other position, and you go through injustices in life, and you are just looking at people doing many things, taking advantage of you, abusing you, not recognizing you, etc. But when the Lord has his eyes on you, he has a vision, he will use somebody to take you to that place where you are going to face a new challenge. Jesse was that person for David. David, take care of the flock. Your brothers are gone. Somebody has to take care of the family business. Obedience, responsibility, and all these other things, they were essential to develop the leadership because sometimes the Lord God has a vision from you and he can reveal it through a dream like he did it to Jacob. But also he can reveal 
to you, his vision, just through the events in your life that will take you step by step to this place where the Lord wants you to be with discipline, worshiper's heart, not being afraid, willing to do what is right quickly and trusting in God, knowing that when the triumph comes to you, you will say, like David said, they need to know that there is a God, a true God. And now in this verse, David kept the weapons at home. Don't you think it's interesting? Why in the world he will do that? Well, the thing is, you could say that he wanted to save a souvenir, but you know what is important that you should do? Every victory that you experience in life Keep a memory of that. It is encouraging when you check every little triumph, every small victory that you have throughout your life, and you remember the Lord was there with me, showing me the path. Isn't it cool? Absolutely. Now, the third case that I want to discuss with you, to, to, with you is about Peter. You know, Peter is a guy who who was visiting some friends one day, and in the chapter number 10 of the book of Acts, he was on the roof of a house praying. Around noon, he wanted to eat. Then he had a vision. He saw something coming down through the open sky. It looked like a big sheet being lowered to the ground by its four corners. In it were all kinds of animals, reptiles, and birds. Then a voice said to him, Get up, Peter, kill anything here and eat it. Of course, Peter is wondering, why, why would I do that? I'm a Jew. I don't eat all kinds of animals, you know. Peter said, I can't do that, Lord. I have never eaten anything that is not pure or fit to be used for food. But the voice said to him again, God has made these things pure. Don't say they are unfit to eat. This happened three times. Then the whole thing was taken back up into heaven. Peter wondered what this vision meant. It took him time, but eventually he needed to go somewhere. And when he was in this other place, he realized what was the meaning of that vision. You see, in this case, is someone that it was, uh, you could say fasting, because he, he was hungry. And I want to take advantage of this moment to talk to you about the importance of fasting when you are looking for God's purpose in your life. You know, the, the purpose of fasting is to devote to God and say, Lord, I care for your kingdom. I care for what you have for me. I care for the spiritual things that are valuable in my life. That's the purpose of fasting. The purpose of fasting is, Lord, show me your will. Now, some people utilize fasting as a way to twist the Lord's arm, saying, I'm going to fast so you can give me my new car or whatever, you know. Sometimes they're fasting for something obviously more important than that, like healing or miracle. But the thing is, that's most of the time what happens with many people. They are trying to say, um, well, I want this, so I'm going to fast. How interesting is this? 
that when you are searching for God's will and you fast, you will hear God's voice. And that happened to Peter. Personally, I have fasted for up to three days, no food, only water. I have done that in a few times. And every time I heard the voice of the Lord telling me, this is what you need to do. And it was a beautiful process. In the Bible, we have examples of Moses, the Lord Jesus, for example, fasting up to 40 days, only drinking water. And uh, there are other examples in these days, people fasting. And you know what happens when you're fasting? You lose weight. <laughs> Certainly. It's a good diet, right? But the thing is, when you're fasting, you are preparing your mind and your heart to receive more from God. So, once Peter understood what he needed to do, go with these people, and uh, is in this particular house, listen to what he has to say in verse 34 and 36. Peter spoke, and he said, I really understand now that God does not consider some people to be better than others. He accepts anyone who worships him and does what is right. It is not important what nation they come from. God sent them the good news that peace has come through Jesus Christ, the Lord of all people. What a revelation of God's will. What a revelation of God's vision to Peter. You see that? This way, the Lord is opening the eyes of Peter to a truth that he didn't know at that point. He knew that Jesus was there to forgive that Jesus came to give new life, eternal life, but he was under the impression, this is just for us, people from my nation, my people. You know what is interesting? Today, this keeps being true for some people. Some people want God's blessings and forgiveness just for their group. If you fit into this category, if you fit into this uh, stereotype. But if you are a different color skin, you are different height or weight, age, race, if you come from another nation, I'm not sure that you can be part of my church. What a revelation from Peter. For Peter, right? The vision from God comes to you in contexts like this too. You can receive God's vision, my friend, when you are willing to listen. And this is extremely important. Understanding that in the eyes of the Lord, really, it doesn't matter what kind of nation you come from. Because what we know is that Jesus is Lord of everybody. He is the one and only one who has risen from death. And he is alive. Beautiful. I will take advantage to invite you to next Sunday service, Palm Sunday on April 10th, 2022, here in Victory Church, our worship service number 285. Don't miss it. Now, the fourth case that I want to discuss with you is about the Lord Jesus himself. So this is a passage that comes from Luke chapter 9, verses 18 and 19. One time, Jesus was praying alone. His followers came together there, and he asked them, Who the people say I am? They answered, Some people say you are John the Baptist, others say you are Elijah, and some other people say you are one of the prophets from long ago that has come back to life. Hmm. 
So Jesus said to the followers, And who do you say I am? Peter answered, You are the Messiah from God. Jesus warned them, Not tell anyone. Now, in verse 23, Jesus said also this, The Son of Man must suffer many things. He will be rejected by the older Jewish leader, the leader, the leading priest and teachers of the law, and he will be killed. But after three days, he will be raised from death. This is another way to receive God's vision for you. What is that other way? Is when he tells you something that probably is not too pleasant apparently, but with a great result. So you know what is interesting in this example that I'm giving you is that sometimes it comes through a question. You know, there are people that are very, very curious, and they are curious, that's why they ask questions. But some people, they are manipulative, and that's why they ask questions. But... In a conversation you have with your friend, you are sharing about uh, food you ate recently in a restaurant, your friend will ask you a question and say, what restaurant is that? What kind of food was that? Etc. Questions are normal in any kind of conversation. Just watch it. When you are around someone that is trying to manipulate you, sometimes it's just through questions. So it's normal that your friends will ask you questions. But what is not normal is when someone is only asking you questions. That's strange. Now, you know very well the Lord Jesus had conversations with his disciples, but here he's asking them questions. Why? Because through these questions, the Lord Jesus is trying to see if his disciples get it. Sometimes, Influencers in your life will ask you a question because they want to know if you finally got it, like in this case. So the disciples said, well, people say that you are Elijah or one of the prophets, but who do you think I am? And Peter said, you are the son of the living God. You are the one who we were waiting. You are the Messiah, the anointed one, the one who will save us. And the Lord said to him, this is a revelation that you receive from the Holy Spirit because it's the most important revelation anyone can receive. You see that? Now, after that, the Lord Jesus gave him another revelation. Is that the way that they thought they will live the victory was not through conquering something that with his eyes, their eyes, they will see. Sometimes we want the victory of God and we want to see the victory in one shot, right? In the first round, boom, 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 defeated. But you know, not always is like this. In this story, it was needed that our Lord paid the price for our salvation. So he said clearly, the Son of Man must suffer many things. The vision from God was that the Lord Jesus should be the one suffering 
the pain and the struggles for your sins. He was being the one instead of you. Rather than you paying for your own sins, the Lord God says, no, you don't have to do it. And I don't want animals like sheep or bulls. I'm done with all that. The Lord God said, no, I want to be, I wanted my son to be the one for you. The perfect Lamb of God. The one who needed to suffer many things and be rejected and eventually be killed. But after, <laughs> after three days, he will be raised from death. The victory. The victory from God comes in many ways, my friend. The vision from God for you will come in many ways. But the most important thing is that you will see the big revelation that Jesus is the Son of God. So, you know what is so beautiful about this? Is immediately after that, the Lord says something else like, for example, you. If you like the messages, you like Jesus, you like the stories, you like the teachings of the Bible, and you are comfortable with all this, and you say, I, I really like to hear all this. But the thing is, there is something that is holding you up, and you are like, mm, I'm not sure. I, I like it, but I'm not sure. Okay, so here is something important you need to hear. It's in the verses 23 and 25. Any of you who want to be my follower must stop thinking about yourself and what you want. You must be willing to carry the cross that is given to you every day for following me. Any of you who try to save the life you have will lose it. But you who give up your life for me will save it. It is worth nothing for you to have the whole world if you yourself are destroyed or lost. The price of discipleship, the price of being faithful to him, the price of saying, I don't care if they reject me. Now, some people believe that the, the cross that is being mentioned here, it has to do with uh, being poor or, or being ill. And they say, you know, I'm married to this person. He's a monster. That's my cross. <laughs> you know, my children are terrible. They are my cross. Uh, I work for these people. You know, they are horrible. They are my cross. Well, I want you to understand, maybe they could be a cross for you. But the most important thing is to understand that that cross is about something related with following the Lord Jesus Christ. Is the, I don't get this because I am with Jesus. You know, that's why I was telling you earlier, sometimes you feel attracted to Jesus, to the gospel, the Bible, the church, all that. But there is a price to pay is that you have to say, you know, if I am going to be a believer, if I am going to be a Christian, and they reject me for that, and my family say, we don't want to have anything to do with you. If your friends say, I, I can't be your friend if you are a Christian, that is one example of the daily cross you must carry. You see? But now... Let's change the angles for a second. Let's suppose you are not a believer. Let's suppose you are just an average person in the world and you love people. You love a friend. You love 
uh, one of your relatives, and that person comes to you and says to you that suddenly he decided to follow Jesus and worship Jesus. So it's a big change for you. Perhaps you are not a believer in your friend, your loved one. This person now is a believer. So what would you do? Would you close doors in that relationship and say, I can't be your friend because you are a Christian now? I cannot consider you my sister, my brother, my father, my son. I cannot consider you part of my blood because you are a believer now. You believe in Jesus. You're a Christian. Would you do that? Where is the love then? Are you really friends? Do you really love this person? And suddenly, because this person is a believer, is a follower of Jesus Christ, will you say, I don't want to have anything to do with you? Really? What kind of love is that then? What kind of friendship is that? You will not be considered a friend at all. This is important. You see, when, when, when Paul, I'm sorry, when Peter received the revelation that God doesn't make any difference between people from this nation and this other nation, he was talking about that everyone is exactly the same in the eyes of God. So you need to understand that if you are the one that is not a believer, accept those that are believers and vice versa. If you are a, are a believer, Accept those who are not believers, regardless from what nation they come from. That's the basic of Christianity. Learning to accept that God loves everybody that worships Him. It's a personal decision, and you are not there to make that decision for anybody, for anybody, and nobody can make that decision for you. That's why he says it is not worth nothing for you to have the whole world if you yourself are destroyed or lost. You are afraid that your family or friends are going to mock you or tell you, get out of here because you are a believer. The Lord says no. He says any of you who try to save the life you have will lose it. But you who give up your life for me will save it. Beautiful, huh? Do you know the Holy Spirit is with you, my friend, right now? And He wants to transform you. He wants to show you a new path. He wants to show you His will for you, for your future. He wants to take you to a different dimension. To walk, the spiritual walk that you need to take. And He can do it when you are willing to open your heart. To listen to what He has to say. Faith is precisely that powerful force that moves in the air invisibly, but powerfully. The Holy Spirit touching you and showing you things and doing special things in your heart, like right now. He is doing something special in me, showing me that there is a person who is struggling with this idea. Is this for real? And I want you to know that there, is, there are some examples. I'm going to give you some cases. Individuals that are struggling with this doubt that you will receive the proof that God is talking to you. The first person is someone that had an accident in his right hand. Whoever this person is, it was an accident that smashed 
his right hand. Whether it is you or somebody else that you know, the Lord is telling you, I am real. I am for real. I was with this person when this person received, the, I don't know, it was smashed with something. I cannot tell you what was it, but I can tell you that the Lord is showing me this to tell you that He is paying attention to you. He is watching you. And the Lord is showing me somebody else that is struggling with problems to hear, the right ear. And the Lord says, you're going to be restored in your right ear. You will be able to hear well. Open those ears right now. Open the ear right now. Somebody else had an accident too and had a problem with his left thigh. Your left leg, the thigh, is hurting. And the Lord says, I was there with you. I saved you. I protected your life. And I wanted you to be here today to listen to this so you will know that I love you and I care for you and I have a plan for you. A vision, a vision from God for you, my friend. Because He is here, not just to help you in your soul, in your mind, but in your body. So receive the healing that you need today. There is someone that has had tremendous stomach problems and you feel like something is grabbing you from inside, left, right, up and down, and you just can't stand it anymore, the Lord says to you, be healed right now. Be healed in the name of Jesus. You have respiratory problems, circulatory problems. The Lord is healing you. And especially that person, the Lord shows me, someone whose heart has been in so much trouble. Breathe in and out, my friend. The Lord is healing you. He is making your heart a new heart. There you go. Receive the power of God in your life. Share that testimony with me. The email address is on the screen, info at thechurch.us. That will be a good thing to do. Share your testimonies of how the Lord is touching your heart, how the Lord is moving in your life. And remember that the most important miracle is the miracle of our salvation. What is what John 3.16 declares? God loved the world so much that He gave His only Son so that everyone who believes in Him will not be lost but have eternal life. So let's say all together. Thank you, Lord God, for my salvation. Thank you, Lord God, for forgiving me. Thank you, Lord God, for your son, Jesus. I believe that Jesus died for me. His blood and death and resurrection are enough for my salvation. I have eternal life in Jesus. I am new in the name of Jesus. Amen. Thank you, my friend. It is a pleasure to have you here. Remember, this message is a vision from God. From Odessa, Texas, share this message with somebody. Find a way to look for the link and share it with somebody that is waiting to hear something like this for his life. In the name of our Lord, God, Son, and Holy Spirit, I thank you for being here with us. In the name of my church, Victory Church, in the name of my family, 
and everyone else here in this church, we say, have a beautiful rest of your Sunday. And remember, have a vision from God, April 3rd. 2022 Worship Service 284 from Odessa, Texas. This is Gian with Victory Church. Good morning. Let me invite you to download or install Gian TV, which is our Roku channel. If you have a Roku TV or a Roku device, don't hesitate to install this free, absolutely free Roku channel. You will be able to watch wonderful videos, all the categories that we have here. So go to search channels, search for Gian TV, and then hit install. Don't forget to give us a five stars if you like our videos. Thank you so much for watching. By Giancarlo Vitutoro. I know you have suffered, but what if you would have never met your mom because she died giving birth to you? That's the beginning of Simon's story. Then Simon's father died when he was only 15 years old. He was sent to a foster home where he was bullied, humiliated, and there was no one to protect him. But Simon decided to find a way to get his revenge by studying and becoming good at sports. He won a scholarship, and soon he started his own business, Simon Yardwork. Mean people were envious of his success, but one day, Simon met and fell in love with Jackie. They were happy until the FBI arrested Simon due to clues that incriminated him with several murdered people. Will Simon end up in prison? Don't miss the outcome of this story, The Best Revenge, the musical that will inspire everyone to pay good for evil. Go to mygiancarlo.com to purchase The Best Revenge on audio and video.
Where are you God? You promised me to be with me here all the time. You said that I will not be alone. You promised me that you will be with me no matter what, no matter what. And I know you are mine here with me all the time. You sustain my life. You are by my
disappointed you quite many times I failed I messed up big time acting right was not my style no more sad days now all is bright the sun is shining with its light I feel the wind blowing on my skin I feel your love coming, you're my spring The winter is over, no more snow My heart you filled with your love now in my home I hear the birds I see the kids playing, boys and girls Like the ocean wants the moon, like the grass needs the rain, come and take my pain away. How can somebody fix my heart? My life is falling apart, if only there was somebody who sees that I'm not. Nobody, how can somebody fix my heart? My life is falling apart, if only there was somebody who sees that I'm not. Nobody, sing to me a love song again, fly me on your airplane. Start tonight, I need you badly in my life. It is absolutely amazing what I am feeling. Never before I experienced what you have done to me. I know that in the past, I didn't see things as I do now. But honestly, you have changed everything for me. And uh, I don't want to let it go. I don't want you to go anywhere. Stay here with me, by me. Because you make me feel alive. And I know that you love me, and I love you. I love you with all of my heart. I belong to you. You brought me a new life, a life that is absolutely profound, real, and true. I feel alive. You make me fly. Beneath the moon 